Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate you taking the time. The Joe Pag Show. For your free speech Friday, 888-941-7247, 888-941-7247. That's also PAGS, P-A-G-S, 7247. Or go to com. Make sure that if you want that PAGS gear, you've got three days. Uh, you can order up until the 12th to, to feel good about it getting there on Christmas. So uh, go right now, com slash store joepags.com slash s-t-o-r-e and pags doesn't have two g's a lot of people want to put two g's for some reason it's p-a-g-s j-o-e-p-a-g-s dot com slash s-t-o-r-e go find out all the stuff that we have there a bunch of fun merch if you've got people who are like-minded um i think they'll like what you see over there also while you're uh, while you're floating around the internet stop by uh instagram it's where i do the short videos that's joe talk show twitter i do i'm very active on twitter all day joe talk show getter is joe talk show it's joe pags over on truth social uh, Kirsten Cinema joining or leaving the Democrat Party is a big deal, and, and I recall. See, here's something interesting in this day and age. Somebody just tweeted me that Bernie Sanders says he's an independent, and this guy Jeffrey said he was an independent, and um, you know Lieberman said he was an independent. What's interesting to me is is that it's it's different today. You just had Tulsi Gabbard leave the Democrat Party and basically act like a conservative. She went and campaigned for Kerry Lake when campaigned for other people who were on the other side of the aisle. So she's somebody who made the change and made it clear that she's going to lean the other way now. Cinema, in what she had to say, basically said that the party isn't inclusive anymore. The party isn't for people who have different ideas. The party is not um, at all accepting and and sort of big tent like it used to be. That's why she's a so-called independent now. What if she starts acting like Tulsi Gabbard, which I think would be great? I think that'd be incredible. I think that would definitely make the difference. Um, and and it's not just saying I'm leaving. It's saying I'm leaving and I'm going to do something about it. So we'll see how she starts voting, but it does certainly shake things up a little bit. It does. 888-941-7247-JoePags.com. Don't go anywhere because you're not going to believe it. A big hockey tournament's coming up. We're going to talk about that coming up as well. Dean, Boston, talk to me. Hi. Hey, Joe. Hey. So part of my thought on this is I, I don't see any benefit to anybody but her as far as publicity, because you have the independents like Sanders and King and, and Maine, and then you turn around, you have uh, Romney and Murkowski and Collins who stabbed the Republicans in the back. So what's the letter? I mean, realistically, it's the voting record, and she's 93% with Biden. I don't care if you put half the alphabet next to you. She's not reliable, and I just don't see any benefit to this except to her publicity. Well, what about what I just said, where as Sanders and, and Jeffries and these other so-called independents were certainly just Democrats, straight line, probably 100% Democrat votes. Uh, but then you've got a Tulsi Gabbard who just left and walked the walk. She went and campaigned for people. She tried to get Republicans in office. She tried to get conservatives in office. She turned completely away from the Democrat Party, and she just announced that she's independent. She never said she's Republican. Um, and Tulsi Gabbard was a reliable Dem vote when she was a representative out of Hawaii. So why couldn't Kirsten Sinema do the same thing? But even Nancy Pelosi can vote with the Republicans. Oh, I know that, but she never has. I just don't see the benefit. And Tulsi Gabbard's not in office. I have to look at somebody who's in office and has a hardcore record of voting hard left. Well, I'm not going to. I guess guess what I'll see is the proof in the pudding. Exactly right. And that's what I was just going to say, Dean. We will see. uh, Dean, thank you. We will see how she votes. And if she votes 100 percent, 93 percent Democrat, this was all for naught. I don't think Kirsten Sinema needed the publicity. I don't. She's gotten plenty of publicity, people following her into the bathroom, 
The fact that uh, I guess uh, she's somebody who is, um, I, I don't want to say this out of school, but I've heard, I think, that she said that she's bi, so she's already in, in some intersectional place anyway. So here's somebody who already gets plenty of publicity. Cinema and Mansion, when it comes to the Democrats, in, in the Senate anyway, they get plenty of, of publicity because they don't, generally speaking, just get in line. Even if they vote in line, they at least act like they might not. She's also somebody who is uh, allegedly intersectional. Fine. So she gets plenty of publicity from the left because of that. Go on Twitter, go on on other social media sites, and see the hatred being tossed at cinema today by the left. Her coming out and saying this today proved her point. Yeah, you know what I mean, Carrie? She says that she's leaving because it's not accepting. It's not a, a tent that's large enough for everybody mm-hmm. who has more left-leaning feelings. And the the explosion of hate for her today was as expected. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I saw a lot of it today. I mean, immediately, she's a turncoat, she's a this, she's a that. So I'm with Dean in that the proof is in the voting. By the way, Romney votes reliably Republican. Is he a turncoat like Collins and Murkowski? Yes, but they, generally speaking, vote Republican. So... To say that they're the same as her, they're not. They are Republicans, they're registered Republicans, and they vote generally Republican, although they make dumb decisions sometimes. Cinema has been reliably Democrat. She says she's leaving the Democrat Party. How big a splash will she want to make in January? I think possibly a big one. And she might even make a big splash before that with the omnibus bill coming up. Suddenly she's an independent, and it's not a reliable cram through. And you might get continuing resolutions like Chip Roy said the other day that would be 24 hours at a time instead of seeing this gigantuan trillion-dollar thing. I think this makes a difference. Now, keep in mind, I'm hopeful that it'll make a difference. But I think it does. Otherwise, why do it? She didn't need the extra publicity and certainly didn't need the hate from the left, which is what she ended up getting. Carrie, we've got to talk about this important hockey. Uh, yeah, this is amazing. I, I, I'm thinking about actually going through the process just so I can play. Mm, okay, this is from the Blaze. The National Hockey League openly promoted the team trans draft tournament, which saw a biologically female player concussed by a biological male. And the format led to a massive advantage for one team, with one attendee citing enormous difference in player size, according to the Post Millennium. At the tournament featuring a Team Black versus Team Pink game included the Boston-based Team Trans organization, which describes itself as New England's first LGBTQ plus hockey club. A video posted shows player number 90 on Team Pink described as a bisexual trans woman, a biological man, shoving number 91 on Team Black, who describes themselves as female to male, a biological woman. The female player takes what appears to be a light bump onto the ice and then the boards resulting in a concussion. The stark difference in size accounts for the biologically male player absorbing little to no impact from the collision. Additionally, the contact would be illegal in most hockey leagues as a hit from behind, although the tournament did likely host a no-contact event. And the injured player later commented on Twitter that she had an amazing time with a fellow player named Mason, he, him, his... A ringside attendee described the scene as displaying an enormous difference in size between the two teams, height, weight, shoulder width, muscles. The differences were plain to even a child, the source said, commenting that anyone could see 
this couldn't possibly be fair and that someone could get hurt, and someone did. A number of players were easily identified as large enough to stand out from the rest of the players on the ice. Four biologically male players on Team Pink were described as head and shoulders taller than most of Team Black, including at least one player who allegedly played in Division I hockey. Team Pink went on to beat Team Black in the tournament final by a score of 7-1, to one, and despite holding a team meeting in the second period to decide whether or not to continue the lopsided game. Okay. I'm trying to wrap my brain around this because the trans LGBTQI plus team, the first hockey team or something, they were playing against another hockey team that was also a trans team. This was basically a trans hockey tournament. I guess. And yeah, were was everybody draft. on the one team male to female and everybody on the other team was female to male? Well, I think so. They're describing it as the first tournament comprised entirely of transgender and non-binary players. Okay. So I'm I'm really not sure because Team Pink had four biologically male players who I guess were trans women. Um, uh, It's a little confusing, actually. It is confusing, even as somebody who reads Um, the news for a living. How how do you possibly read that? Because at one point you said he, him, uh, his. Yeah. But I don't know what what biological gender you're talking about. I don't know. And then, then the, the man was thrown into the boards by the, by the woman and the woman is head and shoulders bigger than the man who isn't really a man. It's really a woman. And it was really a man who was not really a woman who threw him, her, it, um, into the boards. And this is, we're supposed to sift through this crap every day in America. Now, is that that what I'm hearing? Uh, yes, that's exactly what you're hearing. And you literally have been reading the news for many, many years, 25 plus years. Some would say 30. And not, not yeah, kind of, no, yeah, no, let's be honest. Not quite, not quite. And, um, and even you have to stop to think, well, I don't know which one I'm talking about now. This is true. Uh, it is a very confusing story to read. I don't know if Mason's a, a dude. Um, I don't know if Mason's a chick. I don't know. I what don't I know. do know, what I do know is there should not be men... And when I say men, I don't need the word biological because men are men and women are women. You live and, and dress however you want and you call yourself whatever you want. You're still a man. You're still a woman. Men should not be playing against women in any physically um, intense sport. I mean, one can make the argument, well, Annika Sorenstam try to play in the men's golf, uh, on the PGA instead of the LPGA. She still was much smaller than the men and still could not drive as far as the men. But that wasn't where she could be physically harmed if, in fact, something happened. But I guess you could also make the case whether there's a physical intensity or not. As far as contact in the sport, men still shouldn't be competing against women. And then you look at, you know, William Thomas calls himself Leah. And just breaking records by three minutes. So at the end of the day, I don't know what this proves. This doesn't mean that we culturally are more accepting. It means that we're of this lifestyle. We're more accepting of a woman getting her ass kicked by a man. We're more accepting of that. Because not very long ago, this could have been called into the police as domestic abuse or something. That's really where we are. We are now allowing things to happen that used to be not only against our value system, but against the law. It just can't happen. This would be like a major league baseball team playing against a pro softball team, women's softball team. It wouldn't be okay. Because a pop-out to a man would be a home run. 
uh, on a woman's field. And, and and again, men are faster, they're stronger, they're taller, they're they're bigger, they're more able to to do these contact sports than others. So I don't know why we keep having this argument. It's just really stupid. It just really is. But it seems every day there's another news story about somebody, some guy dressed like a woman reading to the kids or some guy dressed like a woman exposing himself to the kids and twerking to the five-year-olds. None of this is okay. None of it. It's all actually kind of sick. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts about a man kicking a woman's ass in a hockey team or in a hockey game and everybody acting like it's just normal. When we come back, stay here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. It is the Joe Pag Show. A couple of big stories this hour. We've got a lot more coming. Next hour, it's going to be John Paul Mac Isaac. He's the guy that owned the computer repair shop in Delaware. That's where Hunter Biden brought his laptop. Carrie, how many laptops do you think he brought there? I'm going to say maybe one. Now that I don't have your camera for some reason. I know. It, um, it hung up. I hung yeah, up call. it's not okay. It's not all right. That's good. <laughs> Yeah. Something's got to be done there. Yeah. So how many do you, how many do you bring? One. No. No, no. Try again. Two. Mm-mm. Three. Three laptops. Three. Oh, okay. Hunter Biden's laptops. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, you don't hear that an awful lot. And no. also, we know that the FBI had the hard drive since December of 2019. But they tried to give them to the give it to the FBI well before then. And you're going to hear from John John Paul Mac Isaac. You're going to hear from him exactly what happened when they tried to present it to the FBI months earlier. Dude, this story is nuts. Mm, be this interview was so interesting to me. I asked him to come back next week <laughs> wow. and do and do some more. And okay. we're going to do that. Um, I didn't do two parts today. We'll do one part today. We'll do another part next week. But you're going to want to st- stick around and hear this. You know, the guy feared for his life. He like he like yeah, set up a death trigger in case something happened to him. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Got all that and then some. Make sure you stick around for that. Also, Dr. Jesse Lopez back on this program today as well. Let me remind you about stamps.com. I know that the chaos of the holiday season is really making you pull your hair out. I get it. Because if you're somebody who does online businessing, retailing, if you do that, you know that it can be a struggle waiting in line at the post office, trying to get something picked up at the right time. Why not breeze through that with Stamps.com? Not too late to get your holiday mailing and shipping under control with Stamps.com. Sign up right now. You're going to be printing your own postage in just minutes. Stamps.com is your one-stop shop for all of your shipping and mailing needs. More than 20 years, they've been an indispensable partner for over a million businesses. And you even save a lot of money with major discounts on USPS and UPS shipping rates up to 86% off. It's amazing. Use Stamps.com to print postage wherever you do business. All you need is your computer and a printer. And if you're running an online store, Stamps.com works seamlessly with all major shopping carts and marketplaces. Go right now to Stamps.com. And put in my name, PAGS, for the promo code. Get a special offer including a four-week trial plus free postage, a free digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Go to stamps.com. Click on that microphone at the top of the page. Enter code PAGS and make that happen right now. 
All right, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Colby, Boston, what's going on? Hi. Hey. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. What's happening? Okay, listen, real quick. I'm a huge fan. Thank you. And I'll leave it at that. Um, Listen, um, your question on uh, Christian uh, cinema. Um, I grew up in California, in in San Diego. So um, what I really wanted to say is that we really don't know the mindset of this lady. And I say that because as far as the caucus, um, you know, it's one thing for her to become an independent and, you know, for her to, to vote whatever way she wants. You know, we'd like her to vote for the border. You know, I guess what I'm saying is where is her true heart at? Well, that's hard to know. I mean, we, we have to take her at her word. It's hard to know. But I'll say this. She could have just stayed Democrat if she was going to always just vote in line with the Democrats. She made the move for a reason. It takes a number away from the Democrats in the Senate, and it weakens their ability to run roughshod over all of us. I think it's a positive. It's no, more, I, I more, agree, it's, I agree it's with more, that. Colby, I hear you. Let me just finish my sentence. Let me just Let me just finish my sentence. It's more positive for you and me and America than negative. Go ahead. Well, that's my point, is that we don't know. I mean, in my heart of hearts, I'd say that it's probably not a good thing. I mean, whether or not she goes independent, she's still a Democrat. How could it be a bad thing? Well, I mean... It's the vote that counts. Right, but, I mean, right but, it, but it lessens the majority the Democrats have to cram things down our throats. They now can't rely on her because she's not a D. They know that she could do anything she wants. Now, as a Democrat, she could have voted Republican too, but I believe strongly that she made this move to take away some of their majority power, and I think that was a good move for America. I, Colby, I hear you, and I appreciate that. Thank you for calling in. Jack, Florida, about, about 20 seconds, Jack, 30 seconds maybe. Yeah, I said, well, I like I told Carrie, I just wanted to put it on a lighter note and say, you know, Merry Christmas, have a good and prosperous New Year. And Joe, yes, if sir. Carrie was doing news 30 years ago, she must have been about five years old. Oh, whatever, man. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I mean? as a matter of fact, and thank you so much. A, Sam answers the phones, but yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> B, Carrie is nearing 70. I was but, uh, but Jack, we, <laughs> Don't lie, that? it's not Jack, true. we appreciate you calling in. Oh, darn, look at that, we're out of time. Aww. Keep it here, another big hour coming your way. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show.